Okay, we are live, people. <laughs> <laughs> no comment, but yes, we are here gathered today to give praise because it is Sunday. Praise <laughs> to the spirits of Halloween, for it is October, and we would like to celebrate this joyous occasion with some spooky stories from the crypt, mm-hmm. i.e. Kai's brain, i.e. Yeah. the internet. I.e. on the fly. <laughs> We've killed like 30 flies Oh my today. gosh, we have murdered flies yeah. today. I'm I'm actually a bit worried about what if they get together, resurrect all the bodies, and make a mega fly, and then come and get us while we're sleeping in our beds. Well, that that would be a consequence you, you will have to deal with. You know? Because you killed them. I didn't kill anyone. A man-sized fly? Oh yeah. my god. No, no, no. Let's talk about less scary things. <sighs> Let's talk about things that have actually occurred in reality. Things that Ooh. are there, are... there are a lot. A lot of things like that. Yeah, you were mentioning a mental asylum before we turned mm-hmm. on the camera. Yeah. And we had talked about, at one point, mm-hmm. potentially going to a mental asylum to make a little, yeah. little video. Detect yeah, the paranormal. Sure. Uh, so, mostly, we've released... Uh, podcast clips and few vlogs maybe uh, about climbing but um, probably well regardless the highest view we've gotten so far is about 600 views mm-hmm. right so yeah. uh, we're making an announcement today officially official announcement yeah Check if this it. video oh by the way before we go into that uh, we need to explain our new structure of podcast which is that uh, we're on Patreon because we don't want ads or any other influence. Um, Fuck your ads. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, so far, we've been releasing uh, full versions just for patrons and 20 or so minutes of clip for free every week. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've missed uh, past few episodes. Uh, but uh, starting this week... Uh, we are releasing everything, the full versions, for free. Yeah, so everybody in the public will have access mm-hmm. to the full audio and video library content on our YouTube, Spotify, yeah. Apple, where we can listen to mm-hmm. podcasts, essentially. And you'll be able to listen to the full clips because we didn't want to limit the conversations we're having and the material we're covering mm-hmm. to just those 20-minute sessions yeah yeah like for a lot of people that might be all they want to listen to but maybe there's something else out there in those podcasts that you know we can get value from and we think there's real value there yeah so we'd rather have it be open to everybody to listen to and then the people that find value in it Mm -hmm. can you know continue to support us on patreon because again this is not a for-profit mission Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) we're doing this because we love it and we want to have meaningful conversation that can help lead more people into experiences to help discover the path for themselves that's truly unique and individual so yeah that's yeah that's and then the i think it, it's mutually beneficial right we can put out our message and more people can access to it and yeah i guess that's it yeah that's yeah. all it is mm-hmm. so without further ado mm-hmm Prepare yourself for the full hour of torment, screams, and maniacal <laughs> laughter. <laughs> and also uh, a brief, I guess, um, thing that I like to say before we actually start this is that 
our podcasts are um, not edited, uh, meaning that we may add some visual things and sound effects, but uh, we don't really cut out any portion of podcasts. Um, so you may find it a little uh, unrefined, maybe almost. But that's because we don't really edit uh, our content, our discussion. And then this is totally without a script. Yeah. 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 No script, no nothing. Mm-hmm. The only preparation we do is beforehand, some studying or, you know, conversations that we have uh-huh. before the podcast leading up to so the week prior. But again, it's to get that very real element of conversation mm-hmm. and understanding that not everything right. is well thought out, not everything is well written, not everything is prepared and catered to you to be mm-hmm. delivered in a specific way. Because more times than not, when people are doing that type of work, they're trying to sell you something. We're not trying to sell you anything other than our authentic, authentic individual <laughs> selves and you know us as podcasters. Yeah, 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 for so sure. mm-hmm. just being real. Just being real, dog. Real mm-hmm. trash, that is. Right. <laughs> yeah, so spooky season is uh, just around the corner. So we wanted to, I guess, talk about some spooky things today. Mm-hmm. Huh? Yeah. I think it'll be mostly uh, films because we've been watching a lot of movies lately. Uh, a lot of foreign movies, by the way. Um, yeah, handful. And then we found them really refreshing compared to uh, a lot of Hollywood movies because, you know, most things are have been, you know, said and done, um, mostly. Except, in my opinion, Smile and Barbarian. Uh, Smile, specifically, the subject and the theme is not really new, but the way it was done uh was very refreshing yeah they did a good job of continually reiterating the kind of Mm -hmm. psychological element that could be just perceived as mental illness Mm -hmm. or hallucinations and they did hit on that over and over and again and it was very very well done enjoyable movie Uh uh-huh not as good as barbarian i don't think just because barbarian's topping on a little more fresh topics and Mm -hmm. uh, it's a little less straightforward Mm-hmm. And the horror comes from some elements that may not even mm-hmm. have a supernatural element. You know, there's a horror built into those mm-hmm. very real elements. So Barbarian, I guess, is more for the artistic mm-hmm. type of horror, while Smile is yeah. going to definitely just satisfy the the jump scare. Yeah, and, for sure. You know, just it's just dreadful. It's dreadful. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the, the theme of Barbarian... Um, Again, I don't think that is really new either, but it uh, hasn't been done that uh, that often, right? I mean, it's basically fear of unknown and um, I guess, yeah, more of a fear of unknown, right? Mostly. Um, do you, Did you watch Descendant? Yeah, yeah, The Descent. Descent, okay, Descent. Yeah, not yeah. Descendant, I'm sorry, Descent. That is really similar to a barbarian. Isn't yeah, it? yeah, but I think the elements of horror I'm talking about mm-hmm. in regards to barbarian is they touch on gentrification. They oh. touched on obviously this weird Airbnb right. thing. Like, can I trust this dude? Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. The, Those are the new the elements. Fear of being a woman, and then also a guy who was charged as being a rapist or taking advantage yeah. of a woman, you know, and going through that. So, true. Yeah, again, it wasn't yeah. necessarily all new material, but mm-hmm. they touched on it in a refreshing way. That's you know, currently in the zeitgeist of what's happening uh, yeah. socially, at least in the U.S. So I think that's what made it more, in my opinion, valuable is because it's more relatable with everything yeah. going on in the world. 
True. Whereas, don't get me wrong, what Smile did is great as well. Awesome horror. But we've we've gone down the, you know, the mental illness aspect so many different times in mm-hmm. the horror genre, especially. But yeah, they did it in a much deeper way. That, yeah, that yeah, yeah. really emphasized that, elaborated better uh, of her experience going through that psychological breakdown. You know, they focused really deeply on that. Yeah, so that's yeah. why it was really scary, actually, unsettling entire time. Yeah, you know. So I thought, I thought that, oh, we've got a really talented director. You know, after many many years, that's yeah. how I felt yeah. after watching the film. Yeah, I'm looking forward to what he puts out next. Yeah. But I guess that brings us to our initial conversation point. Mm-hmm. The mental asylum. Mental asylum, yeah. So before we'd started the podcast, we had been talking about a <laughs> mental asylum. and <laughs> So many times. At one point, not yeah, more than at one point, uh, Kai, I, and my other friend, our friend Stephen, who passed away, uh, about a year ago now. Yeah, we want to go and hunt some ghosts. Mm-hmm. You know, not because we necessarily believe we're gonna see anything or mm-hmm. discover it. We just thought it'd be enjoyable to go make some vlog type material. Yeah, of us out there in the unknown, looking for it, having yeah. fun, laughter ensuing, blah blah blah. But we're willing to go somewhere incredibly spooky, potentially dangerous. Yeah, yeah. So we didn't really finish our announcement earlier, but our official announcement today is that. If this video, first full free for version to everybody, uh, if this video hits 100,000 views. See, I'll do it for 100, 100 views. <laughs> <laughs> See, he doesn't want to do it. That's why he said No, 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 it's 000. not that because I, want, I don't want to do it. It's just that um, my willingness is more than 100 views. Yeah. You know, that's just all it is. And then it's going to uh, make us prep for whatever visit that we're doing. Yeah. Depending on the location and uh, elements of those locations, you know, I mean, I don't think it'll be easy. Yeah, you no, know? you're right. Yeah, that's why I'm putting hundred thousand. Yeah. Views. So if you'd be interested in seeing Kai and I mm-hmm. investigating the paranormal, yeah. So yeah, if it hits hundred hundred k views, then we'll go to haunted place, whether that's an asylum or. Whatever you know, fame. One of the famous one, I guess. We can Google it, and um, we pick a place and then go there, um, spend a night. Yeah, yeah. We're not yeah. talking about just a couple of yeah, hours yeah. of filming here. Yeah, we'll bring actually... a Ouija board. We'll try to. <laughs> we'll try to talk. Yeah, you know, we're gonna go to full full nine yards to yes. get a real reaction. One hundred percent. Because I don't think we're gonna get any type of reaction at all. So I have um, zero zero fear. The only I mean, fear I, would be a I homeless have fear person. a little bit. I mean, you're scared of a homeless person? I'd be way more scared of, like, a homeless <laughs> camp Why? and a mentalist. Bro, if there's, like, ten homeless dudes in there that are just oh. living there, I would be way more frightening than fucking hmm. any ghost. I'd be like, yo, these dudes could fuck us up, bro. <laughs> Do you think they will, they will try to hurt you? Oh, uh, no, you just never know, like, if somebody's on drugs or things Unpredictable. like that. Yeah, that, that would be the more frightening aspect yeah. to me. Or, you know, if we're I know. Somewhere abandoned, isn't it always true dead. that those elements trigger fear in us? You know, unpredictability, yeah. unknown, uncertainty, you know, those things. Right? Yeah, yeah, because you're in a confined space as mm-hmm. well. So it's not like you can just easily yeah. run. 
Like if it was if it was open field, you and I, nobody's gonna catch us. That's fine. Yeah. Whatever, we're good. Um, but yeah, being in who knows how many rooms in an abandoned mental asylum. <sighs> that'd be a, yeah, that'd be yeah, yeah. Concerning. Mm-hmm. But yeah, we'll go to place. Um, it's official now. So okay, it's official. So without further ado, Kai, mm-hmm. tell us more about this story. Uh, so I'm originally from South Korea, by the way. Not North so, Korea. Um, not really. Uh, almost. <laughs> not really. Almost. <laughs> almost. <laughs> what am I, defector? Um, I'm originally from South Korea, and I think you know a lot of people probably by this time, you know, anyone who is interested in this kind of things probably know uh, a lot of famous places. So that's why I wanted to introduce this place in Korea, South Korea, because probably not known. Uh, though CNN uh, featured it in 2012, um, this haunted mental hospital abandoned, I think in 2000, in the 90s. Yeah, they were okay. they were forced to shut down in the 90s, and it's in an area called Gonjam, uh, this region's name. Uh, it's a countryside, by the way. Gongjam? Gongjam. Is it north or south? Or east? Or central? Uh, south. I south. Think. Okay. Yeah. I'm not 100% sure. <laughs> it's not a uh, well populated area. Mm. That's the mm-hmm. thing. Okay. I guess that's what makes it a little more spooky, right? Because right? it's a countryside and it's yeah, a village. Yeah, it's definitely way scary. And then I heard that uh, even today, oh, spoiler alert, by the way, uh, the place has been demolished. Oh, so really? It doesn't exist anymore. So I guess we're not going there, guys. Which kind of raises questions, in my opinion. Why did they have to do it? You know, but they did it. By the way, there is a, a movie about this place uh, called Kunjiam, The Hunted Asylum, something like that. It came out in 2018. And then a little after the release of the film, um, they demolished it. So I don't know exactly what happened there. I couldn't find any information. Very, very interesting. I'm just pre- pretending that I did a lot of research. <laughs> I didn't. Um, <clears throat> but I mean, it's well known that uh, people don't know exactly why they demolished it. Yeah. Hmm. So, um, yeah, if you thought about going there, <laughs> you, have no you can't. <laughs> How was the horror movie? Was the movie good? Uh, I think, I mean, it's not a good movie, honestly, but it was, there were some scary moments for sure. Yeah. Okay. okay. And then I heard that they filmed it in a, uh, in an abandoned, uh, school in other city, not the same place. Right. Wow. I don't know why. Maybe they were actually scared to film there. I don't know, but they, it was not a set. Uh, it was an abandoned school. They filmed it there. Though is 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 believed to be haunted as well, that place. That is it found. haunted just due to the activities that partook there? Were they doing like lobotomies at that time period? The there? asylum you're talking about? Yeah. So um, there are a lot of uh, rumors. I don't think there are, there's a fact here. Uh, there is no really published fact about this place. Okay. Um, in relation to those paranormal activities. But um, according to legend, a lot of patients were killed or died mysteriously, by the way, on the surface. That's why it really triggered that uh, public interest in the first place, because Mm -hmm. a lot of patients died uh, mysteriously. Also, 
some of the doctors and uh, the director were driven to madness for some reason. And the director uh, took his own life. Probably because of the fucked up things he did while he was there. Yes, I think that is very possible. So now we're moving to actual known facts. Um, probably the reasons why that, that place was closed in the first place is that um, they had a sanitary issue. A lot of. Oh, my God. So really poor conditions for the patients. And then they had a problem with a sewage system. So that's why those were the actual reasons that forced them to close. Yeah. Wow. I yeah. mean, what kind of place are you running where you're having sanitation issues? We're Imagine it's just a lot of corruption. Right? I know. That's what's so mind-blowing. Mm-hmm. I have all the places that need to be sanitary to a large degree. Mm-hmm. Anything like surrounding medical industry. Super yeah. important. Do you think that you just put a lot of people in there uh, against their will? You kind of like force them into this? I think that's very possible. I, I can only say this because of based on the actual historical event that took place in the 80s in Korea. So during that time, uh, the president was dictator, by the way. Um, he took over because he was in the military. He took over. Um, Is that a coup? Yeah, it was a coup. Wow. And then we had 88 uh, Olympics in Seoul. So mm-hmm. years before that, he wanted to present Korea as a good place, right? Um, advanced country, basically. So he uh, ran this huge campaign to basically clean the streets, right? So there were a lot of homeless people at the time. So they made this huge facility, um, and then they took all those homeless people and you know into that facility and then basically you know with that superficial reason that they they were going to take care of them but they did not you know they they treated them really poorly and a lot of people died and some of the survivors actually came out to uh, expose um, the horrendous things you know that were done to them this is true this is fact so we have a history of doing that what were the repercussions for him did he did he become accountable at all or so uh i guess at that time the government didn't know what was happening because again uh on the surface it was a facility to t- to take care of homeless people you know provide them with uh, uh lodging and food and all that so the government actually funded them in order to get more fund they needed more patience basically so they went out just fucking grab <laughs> innocent psychos, people. Bro. And the guy who ran the place obviously made a lot of fucking money. Um, I don't know if he went to prison or what. Yeah. That's it's, horrible, yeah. man. That's absolutely Beyond horrible. horrible, in my opinion. Yeah, I know. Think about it. There's this sect of people that mm-hmm. suffer from... Or, I don't know, suffer is the right word. They happen to be mm-hmm. uh, dealing with what we would categorize as mental illness, mm-hmm. you know. And because they don't fit within society's expectation, they're forced into these horrible, mm-hmm. horrible environments that are far from humane. And this has occurred for a very, very long time. So it's so yeah. important that, you know, we start to develop more robust 
technology to help these people, mm-hmm. you know, and help them in a way that's meaningful for them. Not necessarily so they fall into our norm, right, in our structure. Mm-hmm. It's just crazy to think, like, depending where you live or the historical context, cultural context, you could be viewed as one of those people with mental illness. You know, there's probably beliefs that you and I hold or thoughts we entertain that mm-hmm. if you were to compare against convention and normality, you'd say like, yo, that person belongs in the goddamn asylum. Look at these two idiots. They're doing a podcast. They don't care about if it's <laughs> successful or not. Yeah, it's fucking loony bin for these two. <laughs> like, seriously, what are we doing here? <laughs> I'm just saying, it's crazy. It's easy how we can just yeah. easily categorize a large group of people and then mistreat them and abuse them under those categorizations. Yeah. What a danger we run into. Yeah, there, there, there's... Uh legit potential danger uh but also the things that we described here um is mainly due to corruption right yeah Yeah, the government was not really involved in um operation uh, of this place and there were just few people who could benefit from it wow i it's disgusting you know um Basically, those people saw those poor homeless people just as a source of money. Yeah. You know? I mean, obviously, look at the mm-hmm. the security measures they have. Michael Myers has gotten out how many times now from these uh, mental asylums? How many times has Michael Myers gotten out? He's in know. he's in theaters right now, so he's <laughs> he's escaped a lot of times. <laughs> So obviously they're not even doing a good job protecting us people. He's out there right now on the big screen for the last time for real this time. Like they always tell us. <laughs> You're like Michael Myers. Wait, who is he talking about? But um, yeah, it's horrendous. And then I think, you know, the reason people more than the actual paranormal activities uh, were spooky things actually i think the reason really people start to create these uh mysterious stories about places like this is that because again it was a horrendous place yeah so if there were any life after death or souls or whatever wouldn't they wouldn't they be angry i mean (laughs) that'll be a natural state to be in right if yeah. you were those people who are treated that way and you die, right? Yeah, you would think so. But yeah. I guess also to me it's like, well, if you die and then you leave and mm-hmm. you're somewhere else, yeah, then why still be angry? You yeah, know? yeah, I mean, logically you can interpret it that way. Uh, all I'm saying is that people, oh, yeah. you know, they took my I life in this have situation. have a tendency to create those crazy stories because of those actual events. You know? Yeah, no, for real. I mean, yeah. I think we also kind of want them to haunt and live in history like we want Mm -hmm. those things to have meaningful impact yeah you know like a massacre occurred here or something really horrible happened Mm -hmm. now this place is haunted so we don't forget it yeah you know what i mean like how else do you create this kind of lore surrounding a very negative experience without giving Mm -hmm. it like the heaviness and the weight of the story true true you know like stories are so powerful yeah just like we have stories about heroes and all these good things you know they're over the top deeds like he fucking pulled the sword from the stone nobody else could pull it it's always this over the top Mm -hmm. but it's because they want to maintain i think to some degree the nugget and kernel of truth about what actually Mm -hmm. occurred 
right? It just has to be blown up. So I'm willing yeah. to listen to it. You know, we can tell this around the campfire. Or it's worthy of being shared because it's entertaining to some mm-hmm. degree. And it kind of gets a moral value across or yeah. something of that nature. So, yeah, I mean, I think I also think that's why I really appreciate mm-hmm horror and those things and those elements because they are trying to tell a story typically surrounding like tragedy yeah something tragic yeah yeah actually uh nietzsche will talks about it that what do we learn from this like what do we even look at why do we even praise this greek tragedy right in the first place and his text is that well look at the dissonance in music right it's all part of the music right and then when you look at the great tragedy, what, what what you can realize is that see, this is a life. Life is not perfect. Yeah. You know, the realization of the reality is a really powerful thing. You know, and I think to your point, we use literature, art, music to really emphasize the the theme of the story, the things that we need to remember, right? Yeah. They need to carry on. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you feel like it's so important. You're not going to just leave it to the simple language of the day, right? Mm-hmm. It's not impactful enough. Yeah. You absolutely have to elevate it or at least paint in a different picture from what occurred mm-hmm. because it leaves a better impression Yeah, more times than not. I mean, how many like factual events do you remember versus the story surrounding the actual events? Yeah. You know, we typically remember people's stories, mm-hmm. even if it's like the third per- or sorry, first person, second person, third mm-hmm. person observation. Those are more typically, I think, impactful. Yeah right or lend itself to being able to be remembered easily yeah have you had anything crazy supernatural happen to you or anything weird strange yeah yeah i mean you know the story um when i was in uh middle school when i was 10 14 or 15 uh on a saturday i was hanging out with my best friends two other guys and we were outside uh, it started to rain, pour down, so we went back to one of my friend's places, uh, and the electricity went out, so it was kind of dark, and we're in his room. Me and another friend were one side of uh, the room, uh, leaning on the wall, and the other guy uh, facing us, sitting on the desk um, on the other side of the room. Okay, is it dark or bright in the room? What's the lighting condition? Electricity's uh, out, but it's daytime. Luminous of 2012. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> the lumens from 2012 in South Korea. Uh, probably barely. It was bright enough to see, like, read books, but, like, barely. Okay. Yeah. So it's, like, sun is setting, almost completely yeah, set. exactly. Okay. okay. And then this whole thing happened so quickly, but... Uh, I saw, so from my perspective, what was happening, like this happened in like five seconds or two seconds, whatever, but it felt like forever for me. But this uh, woman who didn't have body, the lower body, basically floating and in a white dress, long hair, her mouth was really big, like each hand goes to almost her uh, ears, big eyes, and then it was floating behind passing by uh behind my friend and then i saw it and then as that passes behind my friend he was pushed forward toward us almost indicative of that thing hit my friend as it passes behind him and then i just couldn't believe what i saw i just 
looked at my friend who was sitting next to me and I asked him did you see it and then he said yes I saw it too did you see it I said yes and then the other guy the other friend I just felt something in my back oh my god so we all of us kind of felt the same being in a different way whoa yeah. what did what did your friend say who was touched by it did he believe you guys with what you saw well yeah he believed us immediately when we talked to him when we told him what happened wow. I mean he didn't have any choice but believing what we're saying because there's nothing behind him yeah yeah I mean yeah I'd be like mm-hmm uh-huh sure YouTube jokes or something. <laughs> I don't, I'm not but, I mean, how can I touch I you it. from here, though? I mean, that doesn't make any sense. There's a draft. The window's open. <laughs> Come on, guys. This isn't haunted. But, yeah, that was the only event that I experienced. Um, Since then, I haven't really experienced anything. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's probably a good thing, right? Or would you say it's a bad thing? I wouldn't say it's a bad thing or a good thing. I don't have any preference. Okay, so... Not- so we're going to the mental asylum. You hear that here first, buddy. Well, we're going to the asylum. Hundred K views. Can we at least go to a lower graveyard? Five thousand views. Five thousand views. Yes. Okay, that's more like it. <laughs> I like it. Five thousand views. That's all it takes to see us in a mental asylum. Yeah, for sure. I'm down. We'll check ourselves in. Wow, we're gonna do that for five thousand views. I can't believe it. We're that cheap. <laughs> Good times, good time. You know, it doesn't matter what cost. <laughs> uh, earlier, I saw that a lot of those haunted places, famous places, are in New York. Did you know that? Well, I mean, New York's just so old and has history. That yeah. doesn't surprise me. I didn't know. I it, will but... dig. I didn't will it dig, uh, but I was just, I couldn't help but notice that why these old places are in New York. You know. Yeah, I mean, there's just so much history. It's like been around at least as far as like u.s concern yeah one of the longer you know longest times for the states a lot of people there for more uh, mental hospitals to begin with or well yeah i mean schooling and all that was higher in new york as well so i think Mm. a lot of the cutting edge technology okay cutting edge don't quote me on it but i would imagine came from the Mm -hmm. northeast right we have a lot of the institutions colleges dedicated to medicine uh, Who's that lady when we went to um, San Augustine in Florida? Uh, we got this ghost. What is that? What was that called? Um, ghost tour? Yeah, we had a ghost tour that was mostly historical. I forget the the woman's name, but she was from New York. Mm-hmm. Um, and she was put... sent to New York. Remember? Yeah, yeah she was from New York. <laughs> and she was a. You'd have to go back and listen to the episode on St. Augustine to get a more mm-hmm. robust view. Yeah, but it's our memories summary, for though. sure. Yeah. So, it's relevant. Uh, rich man basically took her as his wife. She was mm-hmm. a commoner, basically nobody. And they moved to Florida, St. Augustine, which is the oldest city in the U.S., actually. Mm-hmm. And at that point, she was trying to get along, make friends, and she thought she'd have a better chance, right? Nobody knows me in Florida. Mm-hmm. They don't know where I'm coming from, blah, blah, blah. She has no success. She's also ill, so they think it's going to be good for her to be in Florida. Uh, long story short, her husband is nefarious, is cheating, mm-hmm. um, and then also begins to gaslight her, at which point she's gotten to the occult a bit, mm-hmm. and she believes she's in love with a Russian czar and communicating with him using mm-hmm. a Ouija board. And the husband made a claim that <laughs> eventually he woke up in the middle of the night and she was over him with scissors and trying to yeah. murder him 
Right. Um, so he had her sent to a, not necessarily a mental asylum, but a right. kind of boarding home again in New York to live out the rest of her days. But it goes to show that a lot of it was more than likely mm. he was framing her yeah. because of his adulterous ways and didn't want to deal with all this. And so basically fucking condemned her for the rest yeah. of her life. That yeah. would make way more sense. Or if anybody wants to, you know, who's having that kind of wife. Well, I'm not saying that was justifiable action, but from his perspective, if he wanted to get rid of her, that was the I mean, that it. would be the perfect way to do it, right? Yep. Yeah. Make her look crazy. Especially back then. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. When religion's so heavy. You know, and a man had a you know higher place in society. Yeah, and he was rich. She was yeah. nobody. Yeah, exactly. So and everything the, was against her. Yeah, and these yeah. accounts aren't uncommon. That's the most fucked up thing about the time yeah. period. And still going forward, even the time period, you know, present day is way better, obviously. Mm-hmm. But, bro, women have been so abused. Yeah. Through just fucking recorded history, it's mm-hmm. unfathomable the amount of abuse yeah. and slavery they've like suffered to, you know, under a different name entirely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, yeah, it is interesting to see how much of the history of a place is tied to, again, these haunted stories. And that was the cool thing about St. Augustine mm-hmm. being one of the oldest cities in the U.S. Not not one of the oldest. The oldest city in the U.S. You get all that historical information and mm-hmm. you kind of understand where the ghost tells come from. Yeah. And they're all tied to history. And yeah, to yeah, yeah. Inform you as to what occurred. Yeah, really. I think that's why we need to continue to tell the stories right because it's more than those stories the essence of the story doesn't really matter anymore mm-hmm. you know the surroundings that's what matter right you you get better understanding of oh okay that's what was happening you know yeah. and then you can make your own conclusion from it yeah know? then you realize a lot of people are using superstition just to control yeah. people or other things yeah. right i mean there's a lot, a lot of elements here, you know. The churches yeah. do it. Um, use unpredictable, unexplainable forces to justify mm-hmm. specific behaviors. Yeah. Let's go lobotomize people. You know, let's fucking mistreat yeah. all these group of people. Mm-hmm. Um, absurd, or you know, keep people medicated for the rest of their lives because they don't function in the way society is supposed to function. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's heartbreaking, truly. Yeah. But the uh, we watched this another film by the way. It's a Korean film called The Chaser. The other day, uh, Chaser. This, by the way, great movie. Uh, we watched it because it was made by this director called uh, Na Hong Jin. He's made three films so far, uh, and then our favorite is The Wailing, the latest one. So great so fucking good. film. We should rewatch uh, that actually. Yeah, yeah. We should watch that. <laughs> yeah, uh, but The Chaser was his debut film in two thousand, I believe, eight. Oh, who cares? It doesn't matter. But The Chaser, you can look it up. <laughs> but um, that story is based on... Yeah, 2008, I'm pretty sure. Based on the true story of one of the most infamous serial killers in South Korea. By the way, since that time, I don't think South Korea has seen uh, any serial killer. And uh, that aligns with the fact that South Korea is a small country. Okay, One-seventh of taxes. And Seoul is heavily, heavily populated. So basically, surveillance, surveillance camera cameras are everywhere. Every freaking where. Just CCTV everywhere? Yeah, everywhere. So it's almost impossible 
to get away with whatever you do. So it's not that there is no serial killer anymore. It's just that those people who can become potentially serial killer can really kill many <laughs> because they get caught. Oh, I imagine they also get yeah. caught in the premature acts that lead to that type of yeah. behavior. You know, because I don't think most people just instantly go out and just kill somebody right usually Mm -hmm. it's like a series a progressive series of yeah smaller petty crime that eventually leads to murder oh yeah i think usually that's the case if you look at even uh, a lot of infamous serial killers um Dahmer even i think that show just came out that's why he's getting a lot of attention uh his story uh by the way i i don't know well about Dahmer i don't know if you do but i don't know well yeah, but seems like I just saw a, a clip of his interview when he was younger, I guess in the nineties. He seems like he's he's regretting for you know what it did. Looks like well, at least he knows what he did was wrong. Like he said that actually. Oh, obviously what I've done is wrong, but blah blah blah. Right? Ah, uh, yeah. So yeah. like some serial killers or murderers, you know, psychopathic, whatever. The common characteristic traits of them, psychopath especially, is lack of remorse, right? Lack of yeah. empathy. Um, but he didn't really seem that way to me. Yeah. I mean, it's impossible how much of it is an act, right? He obviously true, told true. people to mm-hmm. commit atrocities. So mm-hmm. I think at that point, you kind of have to regulate yourself to disbelief entirely. Yeah. Like, uh, sorry, D, you fucked up too much of reality that I can never believe you. <sighs> Even if it is the truth, you know, like that's the unfortunate consequence of making choices Mm -hmm. that are so horrible, you know, just, I mean, they're horrible, horrible choices. So, yeah, you know, maybe in a different time period, in a different era, he would have been a barbaric leader or some shit. Yeah. You know, you fucking live in modern society and you're out here murdering people decapitating dismembering <laughs> fucking necrophilia like yeah you're you're fucking you're in the you're in the wrong time period dude yeah i oh, it, it seems I, unreal but. yeah i think it's almost you know i think it's always interesting to look at their traits and their characteristics because you can uh, a lot of times you can really see um the values and the health of society Right, I think crime is always, I think, could be served as a window into uh, basically the moral framework of society, right? Mm -hmm. Like in the 90s and 80s and 70s, I mean, obviously 60s, if you were talking about 60s, that's another story. But like usually you can tell where the society is when you look at crimes, right? Mm Mm-hmm. That's the types of crimes they're committing, or you're talking about the laws that regulate the crime? Both, you know. Yeah. Uh, because, for example, I think it was not until late '60s that we started to see like this horrendous killing, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Fucking crazy, right? That did not really happen before. Then why is it happen? Why did it happen in the first place? Right? Yeah. I think there is always a reason. That's what I'm saying. Uh, it has yeah, to do yeah. with whatever value or sickness of the society at the moment. You know, we yeah. produce killers. It's not that they just show up out of nowhere. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, a serial killing is like a unique mm-hmm. thing. I think born of means, right? I don't think you could have serial killed without the means of like travel mm-hmm. and then also being able to 
kind of hide your identity easier, right? And I think that's largely technologically based, right? Like in a small community, one person dies, you're a community of 100 people. Mm-hmm. You know, they're probably going to find out it was you, man. You know yeah. what I mean? Like mm-hmm. that or they're going to keep it hush-hush and be understanding as to the reasons that person was murdered, right? If there was yeah. somebody that the society doesn't like. Uh, yeah, so it definitely, I think, is representative of the time period. But it might be, I guess the reason I'm hesitating to say 100% mm-hmm. is that a lot of people pull out the wrong reasons and blame the wrong things for sure that's that's the real concern i have yeah i yeah that that's not a matter of 100 percent. you know that's the case i think interpretation yes yes we always have that possibility that regardless of the society you know there could be someone who is just deeply sick or different at least Mm -hmm. that he would carry out those activities that we cannot understand yeah you know has nothing to do with time period you know possible but uh i was going to talk about the movie the chaser i'm not going to really talk about the movie because it's roughly based on the true story and then i don't want to you know spoilers right obviously you need to watch it it's a great film um and then there's i think a documentary about him Oh, there's a documentary? Yeah, Raincoat Killer or whatever. I was going to watch it, but it was in Korean. And not that I don't know how to speak Korean. It's just that uh, it was not a good documentary. I could tell like it in the first 10 minutes. Uh, So you gave it a shot and you just felt like it was not well produced? Yeah, that's what I thought. I don't know. Maybe it's good. But if you are interested in the actual story, you know, you can check that out as well. But... um, so what happened was that early 2000s, right, yeah. um, between, I think, two month, uh, during two months or something in 2004, 11 women died, disappeared or died at the time. Okay. So police really didn't notice anything at the time um, because most of those women were um, sex workers. Ah, so right? nobody reported them missing or anything? I think that was the case. Oh, shit. So the police, again... Not again. Uh, another problem was that the at that time, it's changed a lot from that point, but at the time, police really strictly worked within their district and they didn't really share information with the other forces. Okay. Yeah, so there was another cause. By the way, this case has changed everything. I'll, I'll tell you. Um, before him, there was no such thing as, I mean, America has had it for a long time, but... In Korea, before him, there was no such thing as criminal profiler. Whoa, we didn't really? didn't have criminal profiler in the force. Wow. So he changed it. Result. Yeah, because people were just puzzled. What the fuck's going on here? What? People just didn't understand what it did. <laughs> wow. That's so we crazy. had to, like, they had to hire one to actually profile him to understand his mental state and everything. Because what he had done just didn't make any fucking sense. He just killed a lot of people. He had reasons, but those are just superficial reasons that also didn't make sense. But anyway, 11 women disappeared and died. Police didn't notice. But who noticed? The pimps. <laughs> <laughs> of course. You now money's not Missing coming girls, in. right? Yeah. And then in the meantime, he, the guy, Yung Cho, by the way, that's his name. Yu. I'm going to call him Yu. He made a fatal mistake. That he used one of his victims' phones to call 
a massage parlor. Hello. And the owner immediately noticed the phone number as belonging to one of the missing girls. Eight eight seven five. <laughs> in the in the movie, it says four eight eight five. Whatever. Yeah, that's what it was. Four eight eight five. So he gathered his employees and went to the motel that you had arranged to meet his victim. Mm-hmm. They're waiting for the, for him there. By the way, they had noticed uh, notified the police, but they didn't come in time. Obviously, <laughs> so they detained him first. Wow. Yeah. What was he ended up charging? Getting charged with all eleven murders. So the initial arrest. Upon the initial arrest, he, I think, denied most of his things, his uh, his crimes, and he faked an epileptic uh, fit, and then he got out for twelve hours, and then he finally arrested again. I don't know exactly how long after, but he was arrested again and eventually confessed all of his killings. Wow. Which was 26. 26? Yeah. You got a shit ton of people, dude. That's yeah, a lot I of think, people. I think that all happened um, in 10 months. That's a crazy, crazy amount. Yeah, and then he said that what I did was a mere start. I had a no intention of stopping killing. That's what so it said. He was addicted to murdering yeah. him. Yeah, he was. And his targets were uh, the rich and women. Did, uh, how many rich people he kill? I think only five. Yeah, I imagine and hard the rest to get of them were women. To. Well, yeah, because he the first victims were an old couple, uh, over seventy years old, and he knew that they were at home at that time during the day. He broke in. Uh, he used a sledgehammer. He had a custom made to fit his scrape better. And then swinging better, obviously, shorter, right? And they killed them, didn't take any valuable things. And that's, that's why police didn't have any fucking clue, you know, initially. Because that kind of horrendous no motive, killing, right? there was no motive. Didn't take any valuables. What is, what is this? And then two weeks after, I, I think it was two weeks, a little after that first killing, he killed another three people. Same manner. Police didn't notice still. <laughs> Again, later, when uh, he started to kill those sex workers, uh, those pimps noticed it. And then, you know, that's how he got caught in the first place. Wow. Just like the movie depicted a little bit, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, it goes to show that they should just fucking regulate prostitution and all that to protect people as well. <sighs> Think about know, it. Those people don't, uh, they don't go missing. They have their, you know, social <clears throat> pariahs. Mm-hmm outcasts in a lot of ways mm-hmm. came and operate safely yeah and fucking show up to some random dude's house that just murders you i mean he he claimed that he grew up poor and he developed this hatred toward the rich and women later of course it's always towards uh, women men always fucking do this his claims have had some indication of those some per- perverted nature of his mm-hmm but also, uh, he wrote a letter later in prison to a journalist. I don't know why fucking he did it. I guess he wanted to put out his story or something, just like famous killers here. You know, sometimes they... Yeah, yeah, try <laughs> to get media access. Right. And he said that uh, when he was 18 or something like that, um, he was in prison uh, or jail, something like that. And he was, when he for the first time when he was sentenced to uh, imprisonment, 
he said, "I feel like God abandoned me, and I broke the cross in my hand." Something like that. So he was blaming God for what he had done. By the way, the last charge, the uh, the first sentence was because he raped a 15-year-old girl. I mean, just imagine that. That's what you did, and then now you're blaming God for it. <laughs> Bro, they should have fucking thrown the way key right then and there. Yeah, so he's just, he's a sicko. He's a sicko. So he, and the reason he targeted women later, especially sex workers, that after he was uh, convicted of raping a 15-year-old girl, his wife, of course, wanted to divorce him, right? Just imagine that. And then he got mad at her, you know? He got mad. And his ex-wife used to work as a uh, uh, masseuse. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so he later said that uh, he targeted women who reminded reminded him of her ex-wife and her uh, his girlfriend, uh, who was uh, who worked in a, a telephone room, which is again uh, like a call center for dirty talk and stuff probably things like that just prostitution basically so oh that's God. why he targeted those women and but in the end if you look at what he has said he's he's doing nothing but blaming for his all yeah all of, of his course, horrendous man. actions of course how else you know? do you take actions like that but that's what he truly believes yeah that's the problem of him right he's not making an excuse that's how actually he thinks yeah, but a lot of people do that. A lot of people yeah. put the blame on everything but themselves, mm-hmm. like every negative thing in their life or perceived <sighs> failure by yeah. them is not a result of them. It's right. a result of circumstance outside themselves. Yeah, you know, which is scary to see the danger of that logic because yeah, you can be in even in that situation where you're literally caught red-handed, mm-hmm. like fucking blood on your hands practically, yeah, and you still don't feel responsible. That's crazy. Fucking insane. Made me sick to my stomach. I hope you're happy. I mean, he said that I did it kill. uh, I did it to kill society, but that's that's not really too stupid to even understand what society (laughs) is constituted of. Christ, bro, what is this dude thinking? That's that's a uh, perversion of justice. You know, Uh, I don't know how anybody can think uh, think that way. You know, by killing people, the rich, I'm changing the society, you know? Like, in what way that is justifiable or logical, you know? But I guess that's what insanity is, right? Yeah, and and he didn't really have uh, traumatic events either, it looks like. You know, some people do, with some serious yeah, things, yeah, right? Yeah. Uh, Typically in childhood, Yeah, something like that. But I don't think, other than he uh, just being raised in a poor family... I don't think he had any uh, traumatic event. Yeah. So. And we should also, in the defense of people who have traumatic events, mm-hmm. fucking a lot of people have traumatic events in their childhood. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah still yeah, don't yeah. fucking murder people. Still don't right, do right, horrendous right. shit. Usually the horrendous shit is the things they do to themselves or the worldview they maintain mm, that, like, yeah. you know, continually gets them hurt or yeah. injured now going forward or they can't build great relationships. Yeah. So, yeah, there's still a real trauma, even if it's not, like, outwardly displayed to other people. Yeah. So, it it just sucks that it does seem like a lot of negative things do stem from a poor childhood. Yeah. Or difficulties in childhood. Yeah. Yeah, sure. I mean, not to say it's not to say that uh, people who have had traumatic event or experience 
will become a serial killer. Well, that's not what we're saying. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but also, it is important to know that uh, those things are not something that we should just scoff at. You know. Yeah. Those things are serious. Yeah. I think if that proceeds with misguidance, you know, misinformation and lack of uh, attention, yeah, can certainly lead to one of those. Horrendous things, yeah, certainly, you know? certainly. But I think the most, the reason most people don't turn into that monster is that they usually have people around them, right? Yeah, you School, find something, friends, you know, parents, whatever. Right? Yeah, something resonates with you. Yeah, to at least help get you off that path. Yeah, at least onto a different one. <laughs> <laughs> okay, guys. Well, we're what fifty-three minutes into it now. Yeah. So I guess we'll be wrapping up. We didn't even get into the supernatural, very spooky elements yet. Yeah. So maybe we'll do a part two. Depending yeah, on how yeah, part sure. one goes. It's still Halloween mm-hmm. all month long. Yeah, that's baby. true. And also, we're still on Patreon. Um, so yep. um, even though from this point, all the videos or, or sounds and you know, podcasts or episodes will be uh, free, but patrons will have their perks according to their tears. So yep. and thank you again, yeah, everybody that supports us. Yeah. Rebecca, Lee, Rebecca, I know who you are now. That's so interesting. <laughs> Lee, <laughs> we know. Um, John, Sins Wolf, Cass Murray. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Thank you for the yeah. support. We appreciate thank it. you guys. All right. Have a good day. Bye.